And it happens for the people who are doing what we've been talking about. It happens for the people who stopped crowd pleasing. It happens for the people who got brave and just said, I'm going to do what I'm going to do in my own way. Hello and welcome back to Art Juice. This is episode 115 of the art podcast that brings you honest, generous and humorous conversations that will feed your creative soul and get you thinking. With me, Alice Sheridan. And me, Louise Fletcher. And we're late today because we didn't have the two of us last week, so we've just spent 20 minutes chatting to having a (laughs) catch-up. enjoyed listening to last week's episode I I mean I did a workshop with Lewis Noble uh, a couple of years ago I love the way he works some of the things the way he works in sketchbooks have been or rather on loose sheets of paper and then bringing them into your sketchbooks were a complete game changer for me so it was lovely to hear more about that conversation and, and everybody who's taking his course I'm really excited for you I think it's going to be great I know and he's such a such a nice guy he really is a nice guy to talk to and that was our second conversation with Helen we went into more depth on some things and got into some different things but I just really always enjoy talking to him and I always learn something talking to him just the way he sees things it's in a different way of working so I I love that I love talking to other people in fact but I know when you've done one without me it's really nice to go for a dog walk and put it on and like just listen and not have to do anything <laughs> and not yeah. hear myself which is really nice well we got my, my extra one coming up so that will be your surprise so this week we rocked up and we weren't sure what we were going to talk about but as always it has come out of a mix of a listener question and also just the kind of conversation that we were having and we hope it's going to be one that is going to be entertaining and also maybe reset a few things for you we're going to be talking about crowd pleasing but first of all what's your week been like what have you been working on Oh, well, all sorts. So I've finished my series, which has turned out to be, I think it's 15 small paintings. And I just feel it's come to the end. So I can just tell, okay, not the end of the idea, but the end of this bit of the idea and probably want to go bigger next. So I've been um, coming up with titles I've been bringing them into the house and staring at them saying, what do you want to be called? And some of them tell me and some of them don't. I've been coming up with kind of the, the an explanation of the idea behind it and cleaning up the backs and sanding the edges and all that kind of stuff. So that's nice because it's like just feels like something's coming to conclusion. And they're my favorite paintings that I've done to date. So that's, oh, that's interesting. That feels like it's been quite quick but I think that's just because the the Ted Hughes project has been so big is this just small paintings then they are there's okay uh, they're mostly 12 inch and there's there's four 10 inch um so they're all small and that's why I think the next stage might be to switch up the color palette and go bigger but they just they did they just came really quickly and they kind of it'll we'll talk about it more when we get into the main topic because they're real non-people pleaser paintings they were really just for me and so that was I think that may be why they were so much quicker I put so much pressure on myself with the Ted Hughes once I lifted the pressure that came quite quickly too you know in a few months but these came 
even more naturally and easily. So that was nice. And then besides that, I've been having really good fun with something I was dreading, which is taking photographs of myself and um, of my workspace because I need them for the book and I need them for a new website that I'm doing. And the photographer can't come until the end of April because lockdown has meant she couldn't come. And then so we have a session booked in the end of April, but I think I might cancel it because I've had so much fun um, working out how to do it. So it's just Mm -hmm. like everything we dread. And then actually just figuring it out for myself, not photographing myself was a challenge and coming up with interesting poses and all of that. But now I'm this afternoon, I'm going to set up things in the studio and try and get images that represent me that aren't kind of airbrushed, but that look nice enough to be photographs on a website or in a book. Um, And I'm actually, it's just really good fun. So that's what I've been up to and will be doing for the rest of the week getting these pictures ready and you've just been because photographing yourself you've been doing it with a timer on your iphone yep quite a lot of up and downing isn't there yes it is I mean Phil said oh I'll do the pictures for you but if there's someone else there it's like you feel self-conscious and then you feel like oh sorry we have to do it again sorry so I just thought no I'd rather lock myself in the studio and just spend all day so I have so many dud photographs. If I released the bad photographs, it would be hilarious. <laughs> but I'm not going to. They're all staying with me. But I got some that I think, wow, if a photographer sent me those, I'd be really happy with them. Um, and they don't need to be giant and large, high quality. They just need to be decent. So I mean, high quality in terms of the number of pixels. Yeah. So um, so this should be fine. And and but the challenge of and what I'm enjoying, though, is the creative challenge of it. Yes. So setting it up and OK, that doesn't look good. What might look good? What could I do? It's really cool. So I, I think that's the thing that's that's really nice with photography is that, you know, you get the chance if you're doing it yourself. And if you're working with a photographer, to be honest, you get the chance to review it as it's going and adapt and change and think, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, that feels a bit. It feels a bit awkward. Let's try it this way. Let's try a different angle. And that is where it's easier if somebody else is photographing it because it's easier to move around. You don't have to start moving tripods and everything around. Yeah. Yeah. It's also really interesting. I always find how you kind and this is much like painting. You think that you've got one that's pretty good. And then if you keep going a bit further, you get another one that's even better. But if you'd stopped too soon, you would have never got that later one. And every, yeah. I don't care where that happens in life. Every single time that happens, I'm like, yay, I kept going. Yeah. Go me. <laughs> so what have you been up to this week? Um, well, it feels like two weeks, doesn't it? So yeah. um, I, I don't know. I've been feeling so much better because I have been um, back in the studio painting a bit more. Duh. Um, <laughs> and... I have been trying to keep a record of it. So similar to you, um, what I'm realising is this complication between keeping things in vertical format for if I want to put them on um, IGTV or IG stories or horizontal format and having photographs. And then I think I've got everything and I get home and I've only got something in a video and not a photograph or vice versa. Um, but that's still quite good fun. And it's also, I just love it, to be honest. I just love it when I look at my camera roll and it's filled with 
art and things yeah (laughs) and I've got you know one of one of my paint one of the photos this is a really good tip for anybody um if you're ever away from your work what put one of your photos that you're most excited about of your work have it as your lock screen on your phone so that every time you pick your phone up it pops up and reminds you this is what you've got to get back to (laughs) it's really exciting um so yes so I edited a video for YouTube um of starting some starting the new set of new ones and um I hope I'm going to continue with that and not lose track of where they all go um and that meant that I actually put it on YouTube and I put it on a blog post it was my first non-podcast blog post that I've done in a year (laughs) round of applause oh dear I mean the podcast ones fulfill certain roles in terms of SEO terms but you know I've just I've missed doing it and I don't know I've just felt like I've had a little bit of time this week which is nonsense because I've probably done more things than normal in the last few weeks I think it's just one of those energy things you know when you're rolling and it's all kind of kind of happening and feeling good and then I have also been finishing edges framing varnishing frames photographing the uh series of work that is nearly ready to go and but now I'm all buoyed up by video I want to do a little video for those too <laughs> I think video is such good fun it's it's good fun making it it's even though I don't really like being on screen but the editing I like I like the aspect of thinking how to put it all together no. I just really enjoy it. And then, like I say, I am finding YouTube so much better than Instagram for engagement and and uh, building a following and everything so much easier. So I think you'll find that thing if you do a few videos, your following is going to increase significantly on there. Yeah, I I just see it like like you say, it's just another creative bit of fun. It's just yeah. nice, a different way to tell the story a little yep. bit um I can plus see that it can get record. very addictive though yeah the plus to keep a record for yourself you know because you've got it all then like look back on my YouTube channel now I've got all this stuff from before badly yeah. lit some as somebody said in my comments you're babbling away but we can't hear you because my I didn't have a decent microphone then and I was miles away um but it's good record to have I just sold a painting this week which there is a video of me starting on YouTube so I'm going to send her the link and say, oh, look, you can see how it started. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to be talking about crowd pleasing. And what we mean by this is the things that we do when we get too worried about pleasing other people rather than pleasing ourselves, and what brought it up for us was just this sense of it was something really that Lewis said last week and that we've spoken about before is the comments that you get on social media sometimes and on YouTube and um and just yeah. from people in real life as well just from yeah people yeah and just just this idea about how much it's funny because it goes right back to I think one of our very first episodes was is making art selfish Mm. and it sort of goes back into that doesn't it about how much what we're doing are we thinking about other people 
when we make it can you keep that out of your mind or is it when is it helpful to think about that or to ignore that fully yeah and I think like with this latest series I definitely got to the point where I wasn't thinking about that don't know if it'll last but but truthfully that's the first time completely didn't have someone else someone else's opinion in mind it, with the Ted Hughes series it was dead Ted Hughes that I had a you know it was dead a long time but I had this feeling like am I doing this justice and is it good enough for 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 the quality of these poems so even that was in a way there was a it wasn't crowd pleasing but it was Ted pleasing which is impossible since he's dead so uh, but this time it really was like I don't care I genuinely don't care because I in my mind I was thinking about marketing the Ted Hughes paintings so these were just throw away and it was a very different experience and 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 I think they're better for it so mm. is it selfish to just be in here messing about doing just what I want in a way except I think that's what we all as artists give to the world which sounds very pompous but we give like something that's only we could do and then other people enjoy it hopefully and so it's not selfish yeah but even in that other people enjoy it hopefully this is where I'm wondering how far you really can separate them and um I also think you know when you say that you're doing work and you're thinking about pleasing Ted Hughes we've all got to have some kind of level of criteria or even if you don't think about it that way, some element of pleasing something or suiting something or it's not it's not quite when is it good enough, but I think we all have something when we're working that we are striving for a little bit. Mm. So that is about pleasing something. Pleasing myself though. Yeah, pleasing yes. myself. Yes. So I can look at the ones I had as always with the series, I'm sure you get this, there's always a few stragglers where they just didn't become anything. And so I just put them aside. I can look at those and go, yeah, there's no way I could vanish that and say, oh, and here's number 15. <laughs> yes, yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah. It's not good enough. But it's not good enough based on me and my criteria for it, rather than it's not good enough based on the imaginary opinion of Ted Hughes or the publisher or in, in earlier years for me, it was that person who said they liked my last painting or my mom, you know, or my friend or whatever it was when I first started. It was other, when I first started, and I don't know if you were the same, it was definitely other people. In fact, it was other people's opinions that gave me the confidence to keep going. The fact mm -hmm. that other people said, I really like this. Wow, you're really good that gave me the spark to think oh I'm really good um I should do more and and I wanted at first to do more and show people so they'd say oh you're really good and then I could just keep having that cycle of feeling really good because at the beginning I didn't have that criteria for myself yeah so maybe it's something rather than being um 
a point that we should be aware to be resistant of. Maybe it's something that at certain stages we should actually welcome, but just make sure that we're using it for our own advantage. And I'm just wondering if later then you get to a stage where you think, F it. But, But I think if you think like that at the beginning, maybe that next makes it harder. Yeah. You know, if don't you just you think, think stuff it, I'm going to do whatever I whatever I want. If you don't have any sense of criteria or where it's going to end up or how it might land in the world, then you're a little bit adrift, maybe right at the start. I think that's true because I was just thinking as we're talking, because of course we didn't plan for any of this, <laughs> but it's like that thing about criteria, which we've talked, you talked about in your Connected Artist Club, you did a whole section on this thing about having your own criteria. You can't have that as at the beginning, mm-hmm. can you? You don't no, know it what it comes during the process, I think. Yeah, it comes with experience and learning and knowledge about what you what you really love. And at the beginning, I didn't have any of that. So my criteria at first was, well, it was, do I like it? Do I like it? But then I didn't trust my own opinion. So do I like it? And then do other people like it? And if other people like it, I mean, that's why when we sell our very first painting, it feels so amazing. Can you yeah. remember, what was the first painting that you sold? Can you remember? Uh, yeah, I can. The very first painting that I sold was a small, something like six by eight inch still life oil on board um, of an orchid. <laughs> and when was it? It was in a church summer fate type art show thing. And I went along to the private view and it had a red dot on it. And I was convinced that my mum had bought it. And then when I saw her later, I said, did you buy my painting? She said, no. I I actually. Oh, that means somebody stranger. I actually, um, mine was in a group show, local group show, and we had our life drawing classes in the same venue. So I came in for life drawing class and it was on the wall and I walked past it and then I did a double take because one of them had a red dot on. And I went home and I I asked my mom, I asked my best friend, I asked everyone I could think of, did you buy that painting? And when they all said no, I was like, oh, phew. Somebody actually bought it. It's daft, really, because why would it, if it was a friend, why would it mean any less? But somehow, for me, a stranger was more important. <laughs> yeah, strangers buying things is really exciting. And I, but, and I think that confirmation, you know, it is a little bit of a boost. I mean, we've spoken before about it being a bit of an ego boost. It is. And actually, you know, I've always said I don't mind that because, you know, some of what drives us is our ego. So, you know... I, I I think it needs feeding sometimes <laughs> you know I think it helps it gives you that kind yeah. of energy and it and it completes things and it feels good it just feels good when somebody says says yes because again it goes back to this thing of working in isolation and it might be very much down to personality types um and I know that there might be some people and I think you know if you understand your own personality and really what serves you and what's what works well for you I can imagine that there are people where who you know it really doesn't bother and they're perfectly happy to work without that kind of external feedback um but it is an important part of it for me but the question is and I think it is 
I think it's fantastic. Like if if all these paintings sell, that will feel really good to me. Mm. And if they don't, it'll feel a bit, oh, you know, I thought they were really, really good. I'm surprised. I'll feel it a bit. Won't stop different. you though. It won't stop me. So no. I was gonna say, ask you, it yes, you love that feeling when people like it, but is that guiding what you're doing at the moment while you're painting? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm not even sure if what I'm doing at the moment pleases me. I just, in the sense that every time I start new work, what I've discovered is that every, everything is a step on. It's, a, it's all built on the experience and learning of what you've done before in a painting. And very often it is reactive against something that you've done previously or takes it on a step further. And there's there's just this onward constant nudging and excitement and what's driving me at the moment is is not that I'm going into the studio and swearing to myself but it is very much a what the heck kind of painting would I do if I really didn't care how they ended up I do care how they end up so it's a kind of trick because like I want to make something that looks good and feels good, but I also want to make something that looks new and feels new. So I'm just constantly having to remind myself, you know, do something different. And of course, my version of different still has all the previous versions of me in it. You know, it's not it's not suddenly something different. It's still got, you know, the way that I'm drawn to particular colours, the way I make particular marks. but. I'm also trying to use things in a different way, use the paint in a different way so so that it takes me somewhere new. And it has been really, it's been really good fun. It's been completely energizing. But I yeah. don't know where it's going to end up. But then that's the point, isn't it? I just did a video about this the other day that someone said, but if you don't, if you don't have a plan, how do you know what, what it's going to look like at the end? And it's like, that's the entire point because the reason these paintings feel so exciting to me I know is because I had no idea when I started that this is what was going to happen no idea so every single one of them is a surprise and I love that and then I do reach a point where I don't know if this is crowd pleasing so much as me pleasing but they're all surprises and then I find I've suddenly switched into trying to do it again yeah trying to do it now okay now that's where they don't work you've got to you've got I have to go back to that don't know what's going to happen again and completely destroy it if I start trying and then and then it'll I don't mean I don't try at the end it's really hard to describe it but it's like something exciting will happen and then I can see how to tweak and finish it as opposed to going right uh, I really like what I'm doing now. So let's do more of it on this panel. That's that's always a recipe for me for disaster. But I don't think that's so much crowd pleasing as m- maybe it is. It's more like trying to get on. Right. Let's crack on now and make some more. These are going well. Let's make more. Whereas the actual surprise of it, that's what it's for. I mean, what would be the point if we knew what it was going to look like at mm-hmm. the end? So when we finally see what yours look like, we're going to it's. <laughs> she's pulling her face they, go, oh wow who would have guessed that they have got the bright like what kind of colors do you associate with me normally oh like m- muted greens and blues and kind of not muddy but you know earthy colors 
<laughs> what are these? <laughs> they have got the most bright, vivid. If I just tell you that I mix the colour with cadmium scarlet and lemon yellow. <laughs> <laughs> zing! <laughs> totally zing. Totally zing. And I'm like, what the hell? I quite like this. And I have no way of dealing with it. I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. So anyway, it's it's quite good fun. But yes, that's that's very amusing. So when have you tried to crowd, please? And it hasn't worked. I'm wondering if the whole first part of the Ted Hughes project was that. Was it crowd pleasing or was it? I don't it didn't work anyway whatever I was doing it didn't work and that the book that I've written is about that process right. it's about the process of the struggle of um trying so hard to 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 make this good thing like mm. it's almost like the struggle to be a good girl to be a good performer to do the right thing to make everyone happy and um it just it went nowhere and the moment when it changed is when I started a big diptych and I just thought just screw it I'm not going to swear I'm going to say screw it I'm just going to do what I want on here and I had so much fun and from then on the paintings just were like all the I think there were 40 at that point unfinished paintings Mm -hmm. and it was just bam 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 over a period of about four months where I could finish them all or almost all I still have some stragglers but but yeah, that really didn't work. It was, but it's that thing of trying too hard. It sounds, it sounds like there is this moment where you go, screw it. And that kind of turns the key a little bit and just shifts things. It lets me just, it lets (laughs) me just do the surprising things. What, what about I just wonder what happens if you get stuck. Anyway, let's come back to that. Mine was, um, I had some work for a licensing company for um, John Lewis and they approached me and they had some of my work already and they approached me and they said, you know, we've got a meeting and John Lewis is a, is a big retailer. And they said, you know, we'd like you to do, can you do some paintings that are in this color palette? And but I don't do commissions very often, but I thought actually I could do this. This could be um, quite good fun and it was I had to work fairly quickly over a fixed period so you know I did they wanted three and I did four and the three fulfilled their brief and the fourth one fulfilled my brief and I showed all of them and guess which one do you think they picked <laughs> you know so it's it's a funny thing isn't it in in that sense doing what was asked for what they thought what they thought they wanted didn't really work out didn't really work out for them um and it felt more constraining for me and then because I had this sort of outlet one that was the one that was more fun and and um uh, they've just taken on two more actually but I don't think they'll be coming out till later in the summer but those are ones that are just my paintings that I've done as my paintings Um, yeah so yeah that that I think the other thing I would say as well as the whole first part of my painting career and I'm starting that like eight years ago as opposed to very early on the whole first part of it I think was people pleasing that stopped working in a way 
I, I, but I didn't know how to do anything else because I didn't have the tools to push beyond it. So it went well at first. The people, the people saying nice things was a spur. It kept me going, but then it's never, it's never enough because you know that you want more than that people, you know, I knew I wanted more than to be able to make things look realistic. Um, I knew I wanted something more interesting than that, and I didn't know how to go about it. And until I found some teachers to help me, I was, I was stalled in people pleasing for a while, selling things I didn't really like. So it did work in the sense that I could sell the things I was making, but it made me feel, and I'm sure people can identify with this, um, like not cheap but like like a fake like Mm. you you think it's good I know you think it's good but you don't know how easy it is for me to do this and you don't know Mm. that it's not really me you know so it's it's not rewarding so that that's all tied up with struggle and work ethic things isn't it I think what, what where what's interesting about this I mean there's two things isn't there there's there's when we try to people please and it's not quite happening for you and you're frustrated if you're you know if you're not maybe making the sales or getting recognition or whatever it is whatever your benchmark is for it um that is one point where it's a a good time to check in and think well how much are you being led by what you think is going to work rather than just doing what you want and then finding the outlet for that a little bit the other thing is what happens when you're doing work that goes down really well and I'm thinking of one person in particular you know your work is really selling um, but it's not how you want to be working anymore but you're caught up in this trap of staying fixed with like you know galleries want more of the same thing that sells um you know, your previous buyers, they don't, they don't like it when you shift and you change direction. And that's actually something that you touched on with Lewis last week. And I think, you know, it, it sounds to me like, you know, his gallery was, is quite accommodating of the fact that his work is going to change. Yeah. Um, which is, which is lovely. But I also think that there's something in there about everybody else is always a little bit behind the curve because we like things that are familiar So we like something that is recognisable because we know where we are with it. So whenever there's going to be a shift in your work, which is really what we're talking about here, aren't we? We're talking about a shift away from what we know is going to please other people into something that potentially is going to be a little bit riskier. It's going to always take people time to catch up if indeed they do at all because they'll be like huh this is new I'm not sure what I think about this you know Alice Sheridan I like all your smushy soft gray colors what the hell is this you know lemon cadmium thing doing in it (laughs) yeah or in my case it was the it was the thing of I like the representational stuff you're doing I don't like abstract paintings yeah so why are you doing this stuff? And I had that from people who really care about me, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I just don't understand what you're doing now. And these are people who bought paintings and you have to let them go. You have to. But that comes back to if you haven't got that criteria for yourself, if you haven't got that thing that you really want to achieve or care about getting, you won't maybe have the courage to keep pushing through that part. 
I knew, right, if, I, if I'm not proud of it and if it don't feel like something nobody else has done before in quite the same way, I can't be happy with my art. The other things all felt like someone else could do them. It's maybe the best way of describing it. Yeah. Yeah. I could do this, but so can someone else. And these ones feel like, okay, someone else could try, but it wouldn't look like mine because this really is me. So unless you've got that, that criteria though of what you want, how can you leave the, how can you leave, set sail for the shore? I think you've got to get that why or that, motivation to to put up with the fact that you're going to lose the people and you are going to lose a good chunk of the people Mm. some not all Mm. but a lot and I've seen haven't you seen people you like their work and then it changes and you go well I don't like it anymore yeah yeah you know but it doesn't matter whether you like it's they've done what they need to do yeah but it's not your aesthetic anymore and so you you just move on and stop being interested but they find new people I also find it very exciting too I mean I think there are some people who I follow on Instagram you know who I've been following for years on Instagram and their work has really gone through some of them quite a lot of shifts and changes and to be honest I'm much more excited about still following those people than the ones who I still feel like they're showing up and doing the same work that they were five years ago. It's yeah. like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's me so, being really judgy, isn't it? No, but I think it's true because you, if they don't change at all, you've changed and moved on and you're looking for new stuff. If they do change, they either will change in a way you enjoy or they'll change in a way you really don't enjoy. And either way, you just either you move on if it's a way you don't enjoy, but staying still never works either. I think, do you know what I think it is? I think that for me, because I know what it, what it takes and because things don't change without, uh, you know, honestly, without quite a lot of effort, energy, personal investment, um thinking risk commitment all of those things that you have to do in order to shift your work I I don't even care whether I like it or not the new stuff that they're doing what I really appreciate and admire them for is the fact that they're still doing it in the first place and the people who perhaps I found early on on Instagram and thought oh I really like that that feel you know I you know it feels fresh that feels exciting that feels good Five years later on. Same thing. I know. Same same thing. You know, and actually then I've kind of lost respect for that a little bit. So it's more about the idea behind it that I think I'm looking for. And if you, you know, go back to Instagram, but it's, it's bigger than that, isn't it? It's about what you find motivating and encouraging and inspiring. And that is, it's not just the way things look on whether you've produced a painting that people like or not it's more of a deeper sense of fulfilling some kind of need yeah and way off topic and well I was going to bring it back though because if that artist let's just say artist a that 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 was the case they never shifted they never changed they were still doing the same thing for five years you don't like it anymore Mm. you've moved on if they're still satisfied and still inquiring and still doing their own thing, mm. they have to be okay with knowing that 
other people are going to move on. It comes back to the same thing. They have to be working with their own criteria. And if they are, it won't bother them when people move on because oh, they I- new people will come. But if they're not, if they're just doing that, like I was at one point, just doing the same thing because people buy it, I can do it easily. It gives me a little pat on the back and it boosts my ego. That won't be a reward. Deep down, you know yourself. Okay, but I'm not doing what I could do. But it might be very financially lucrative for them. Yeah, but I I didn't care. I mean, I didn't care about that. No, but I just, I I wonder if that's that's one of the reasons why people stay. I mean, partly that is because I just genuinely... Um, I suppose I just don't believe it. I don't believe that you could still be doing the same thing in the same way after five years and still be satisfied with it. But they might be making they might be that- little changes that that I suppose the thing if they found their thing and they love it. I don't know because I'm the person that wants to move house every year. I can't, I can't imagine staying the same. But but maybe there are people who. Yeah, I was. What was I listening to? Our TV show where his mother's motto was "Dig deep, don't go wide, go deep." Mm-hmm. So if you really wanted to go deep on your idea, it could be a lifetime on one thing. But what I'm saying is that artist knows they know in their own mind whether they're doing it because they're still genuinely interested and driven to explore that thing or whether they're doing it because it sells and it's easy and they don't have to try too hard. Yeah. And I, I suppose the other thing on that as well is that I don't want to knock is the sense that, you know, you know, it's perfectly valid for there to be a place where you have something that you're doing, particularly if you're doing this professional that, you know, that maybe, you know, is a little bit is reliable that people will like that there is a demand for you know mm-hmm. we, we, we've got another uh, episode that we're going to talk about artists who are doing things and need to do things for a purpose for commission for you know that's not a new thing that has also always been around so is it unrealistic to expect everybody to always keep pushing for something new so okay so how do you notice then when you're in a position where you might be doing something that is just for the sake of crowd pleasing and then you've either got to decide whether you're okay with that because it fulfills a certain need or whether you're ready to make some changes that's the first thing and then the second thing is how do you move on but how do you actually notice what does it show up like for you what it showed up for during my last project was what how it showed up was that I couldn't move forward with the project because right. I wasn't doing I wasn't doing it in the exploratory way that seems to be my way so because I was too focused on the idea and stuck on what I was trying to do and trying to make good paintings and get it right whatever that meant I was just stuck so what happened was I kept starting new things so I just built them up and built them up and built them up till I was surrounded by paintings none of which were going anywhere mm. Uh, so that's how it showed up the last time it happened for me. The the other time it shows up for me, which isn't related to making paintings, but is in social media comments, is in if somebody comments in a less than glowing way on something that I put, particularly on YouTube, which is a cesspit sometimes. 
then I can literally go imagine a hundred compliments coming in yeah don't care don't care go away go away go away one mean comment comes in I'm going to focus on that and I'm going to chew on that all day and think about it and worry about it and say they probably know everybody else is wrong but they know because it cuts right to the chase and you feel like they've managed to they're the only one that can see the truth and everyone else is stupid so that that I really have to talk myself out of when that happens and it's thankfully relatively rare because I'm not one of those people with massive followings who attracts lots and lots of strangers but those are the two different things I can think of what about you can you think of when it happens for you I think it's two things I think sometimes there's a um not caring enough about the work happens um in the sense of not being excited or interested enough in it and that's a bit of a red flag for me and but I think that's not necessarily an easy thing to switch out of I think it it takes time I think if you've got into that position it takes time to refuel from that um I suppose the other thing is just and this is why I'm hesitating because I think for me that there is a natural flow towards starting to think about what other people might think about it towards the end part of it I don't think about it probably at all at the beginning or in the middle or where I'm in it but when I'm getting to perhaps what I might think of as finishing stages um maybe then I start to care a little bit but I'm not sure if by that stage it's in a bad way it's more about I'm thinking about how I want to present it and, you know, does this, if you like, pass my quality control level. Yeah, but so that's in that, you rather than the crowd. That's your yeah, control. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think my thing for crowd pleasing is feeling like I've got to answer things for everybody else or like just because people are asking me, I need to put a course together or something like that and actually one of the reasons that I felt so good the last two weeks is because I've been taking time back from me and my work again yeah yeah definitely for me that comes in is taking away time from my own stuff because I feel like if you asked me a question in an email I really should answer it if you sent me a direct message on Instagram I really should tell you what kind of paper I'm using I really should tell you if I think your painting's any good or whatever it is you've asked me. And I'm remember, I'm keep remembering this thing Seth Godin said to us when he was on. And he said, sometimes it's more generous not to answer every single question because then you can get on with doing the big thing, which you might be making your work, might be making a course, might be doing whatever you're doing, but not trying to please everyone by answering every comment. And that. I think is a big time suck for both of us. So maybe we're more involved in people pleasing in our non-painting life than our painting life. Yeah, maybe that's just a question of stages, I think, Mm. because maybe I just can't remember what it was like when I was more concerned at the beginning about what people thought. Although actually, I do think at the beginning of painting, I was so busy exploring, like I did this series on boats and I did a series on small landscapes and I did some urban landscapes. I was just doing all the things like 
lots of different things. Actually, I wasn't even at that stage, I wasn't thinking about who will like this or who is it for? I was just, I don't know what I want to do. I'm going to try all of these things. Mm. So I'm not sure if it was even that relevant for me then. It was just, here's all these things. Look, try, come from my buffet, Delhi of Delights, of this complete mishmash mix of work that is available for you. In terms of what to do when this happens, one thing it helps me to remember is that what the people we want to please now, the crowd we want to please at the moment, is not the crowd we'll want to please in two years time and therefore it might be best just to drop the whole thing and the example I'm thinking of is when I first started painting more than anything I wanted to get into our open studios and I've talked about this before it's not free to everybody you have to be judged in and it's quite selective and I wanted to get into that and I got rejected the first time I applied and that knocked me back so much I didn't even apply for the next few times Mm. And when I finally got in, it felt like acceptance from the powers that be. And I've made it and I'm good enough. And this year I was supposed to be helping with it, um, but I backed out of it. And I said, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't help and I can't participate. I just, I'm too busy because other things are coming up at the same time as that. And I was thinking about that the other day, thinking, God, I wanted that approval so much. And now... It's not that I think it's it's a great event. It's fantastic. It's just I don't have time for it with the other things I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So when we are so concerned that this person or this group of people, going back to the artist you mentioned who doesn't want to leave the successful sales, you've got to remember that those people will be like distant specks in the rearview mirror two years from now because you'll have moved on to new sets of people and they will love the stuff you do if it's just for you the new people not the old people that's all we can hope for isn't it really yeah okay so after that little roundabout gabble saying as you gabble away gabble away um what has inspired you this week I have a couple of things. I had a couple of surprise painting sales, uh, one of which was a real surprise because I'd forgotten I had a PayPal button on some of my paintings on my website. (laughs) I didn't even know that I had that there. So someone messaged me and said, I've just bought one of your paintings. And I, I thought, how have you managed that? And then I went and checked and oh, yeah, I did at one point put a PayPal button on. And there are on my website very few paintings for sale because most of them are older ones and they're gone and all the new ones I'm still faffing about deciding how I'm going to present them and so uh, that was a nice surprise and then someone emailed me about another one that's on there and purchased that one and so painting sales lovely Mm -hmm. surprise especially because they were favorites of mine and we've talked about this before how your favorites are often get left behind people buy other ones and you're like don't you love that one look at that one that's so much better than those ones but it's always my favorites that get left behind anyway it's lovely when they finally find their right buyer and we've talked about this before how you can feel discouraged if you have an art fair or an ex online show and things don't sell but it just means that Mm -hmm. the right person wasn't around or wasn't able to purchase at that time and they will 
come round. And it was lovely because one of the purchasers said, um, I don't want to say a name because I haven't asked her, but she said that she had written down on um, a, a kind of inspiration board, a dream board of things she wanted. And one of the things she wanted was to start be able to collect art. And this was her first time that she could buy a painting. Aww. So, and I had that, I had that on my, you know, a few years ago that I really wanted to be able to buy paintings. And it's a fantastic feeling when you can do that. So that was lovely. And the other thing, and it kind of ties back to our main topic. I am working with the publisher on my book layout, and this is a a back and forth process. The, The basic layout they sent me was really beautiful. There were lots of questions they had for me. So the first go round, I was answering questions. Then I looked at the image selection and thought, "Mm, I could, this should be rearranged. So I suggested rearranging and I added some new images. And then I decided to take a couple of things out. And we've been going back and forth and it's slowly refining. And then I didn't like the initial cover suggestions. And I got some feedback from other people in your group actually I asked for feedback and I went back to them with my opinion and then they're they're now sending me new covers but the the inspiring thing about it besides the fact I'm seeing all my stuff in this beautiful layout it's just really exciting is me realizing that me of five years ago wouldn't have said any of these things yeah I would have just said oh okay thank you And I would have silently fretted to myself about the fact I didn't think it was really as good as I thought it could be. And they would never have known what to do to improve it because it was all in my head. And so I'm just, I feel like sometimes we need to take a step back. And so I'm basically saying I inspired me, which is a bit vain, but um, just realizing that I can actually now stand up for myself and say actually that's not what I was thinking about this is what I want yeah and know what that is in my own mind which I wouldn't have known five years ago and and so for those listening who are earlier on in your journey and you're feeling some of those feelings that we've been talking about earlier just know that it does change if you just keep going and it's slow and you don't even notice it happening do you just one minute you're one person and five years later you're a different person and it's all very gradual well it's a it's a growth it's really is a growth thing isn't it yeah. um, and I think you, we talk about that a lot in many roundabout ways but I think there are moments where you think hang on a minute that's really different I know I would never have done that and I bet it's because previously you would have thought oh that would be a bit rude or a bit cheeky or a bit confrontational yeah. has it been any of those things no they don't seem to have had their feelings hurt (laughs) and you can ask politely you can say thank you for the beautiful work you've done there's just a couple of things you don't have to so yeah but I would have I would have thought I'm gonna hurt her feelings and I don't want to do that which is just I mean obviously it's ridiculous but I I think lots of people go through life feeling like that um because we've learned to put other people's feelings before our own for so long and often feelings they don't even have but feelings we imagine they might have if we were to say something yeah I mean in that sense feelings don't really come into it from I mean they're doing a professional job and you keep it professional and keep the questions professional and the requests professional it's just 
it's your feelings about how you approach these things isn't it yeah yeah that's good that's so what good. about you um we are looking at branding this month um in, in the membership. Group. Yeah. yeah which is a difficult thing for me to cover because you know I've got a three-year graphic design degree and I can't teach all of that in a month um but again it's similar to yours really you know I've never in a way I've never really done brat like I don't have a logo there isn't an Alice Sheridan logo because I didn't know what one should be I didn't know what it should look like I didn't know what my work was but just going back with some of these things uh doing the blog post I've got a clearer sense now all these years on about perhaps what I want to say and how I want things to be portrayed. And I can see that even when I did a first stage of this, perhaps a couple of years ago, and even just shifted colors and things that I was using, I was probably being a little bit too hesitant. And this goes back to the crowd pleasing thing. I wasn't quite being brave enough to really go full hog on really where I and it's a, it's always about the work, isn't it? It's like where I want the work to go. It's like, I really want to do that, but that's not possible. So I'll just drag it back into this being this little realm of possibility, which feels okay. And so I think very much like you're saying, I've realized that maybe now I am ready for something else. It's another little nudge forward. And I think that's good to recognize. And um, it's exciting because I'm hoping that in another three, four years time, there'll be something else that we don't know yet. So I think just always that onward potential growth is exciting. So yeah, that might take a while to put into action, but never mind. That's what's going on in my head at the moment. But what's really inspired me was I had a little bit. Now, why did I have a little bit of a down day at the end of last week? Hmm. Can't remember what it was now, probably something non-art related, but I was then I was out. I was at the studio on Friday and I came back and I logged on and it wasn't either even our monthly wins month, but there were just so many. Oh, my God, this exciting thing has happened. And my 100 day project things are selling. And this gallery got that just so many good things happening for other people within. And I just love that. That just fires me up so much because those things on the days and it doesn't happen for everybody all at once and I know sometimes we look and we think why is it happening for them and not for me but it goes around in circles it goes around in circles and I just love it when you see somebody who's you know made a decision maybe four months ago that they were worried about hesitant about and then now you can kind of see yes it's happening and it happens for the people who are doing what we've been talking about it happens for the people who stopped crowd pleasing. It happens yeah. for the people who got brave and just said, I'm going to do what I'm going to do in my own way in their work. And then everything else follows on from that. You see it over and over again. Yeah. And in the holding back and staying in a safe place, that doesn't mean that means that doesn't happen for you. And if it's not happening for you now and you have been brave, it's only because it's not come yet. It's just time keeps it, we see it I, your group is very inspirational in that sense that you see it happening for people over and over again and it's just from taking all the steps that you've been guiding people through yeah 
And I think the other thing that's important here is that it happens at a time that is right for you. And sometimes we're eager and we want things to happen early. But actually, you know, if, if a gallery came along to me in the early days when I thought this would have been a great thing to do. Hey, Alice, do you want to have a solo show? Here's a fantastic space in, uh, you know, in central London with the kind of paintings I was making then. Oh, my God, that would have been awful like (laughs) it's what I thought I wanted then but actually when it happens over time it happens at a time that's right for you that you're ready for it and you know that's when it all you know it really works in a properly symbiotic way I think so that's the other thing that's both exciting and also reassuring and I think helps us maybe chill the fuck out a little bit I think that's why other people's wins never make me feel depressed. And I see people say that all the time, or I can't take it when everyone else is succeeding. But I just genuinely see it as, wow, if you can do that, that might be there for me or something like that might be coming for me. Yeah. And that's inspirational. If, if, you were, if you logged online and saw that every artist you know was struggling, couldn't sell anything, couldn't have any, then you'd be feeling like, well, what's the point of doing this? everybody's failing and there are groups like that where people just get together and moan about how bad life is and how hard everything is and the other thing that I think is really exciting about it is that it tends to happen when people have done something that they're not quite sure about but that for whatever reason kind of feels right for them they're like I'm not really sure where this is going to go but this feels like it would be a really good fit for me so I'm just going to try it and see what happens and it doesn't matter what that project is you know sometimes it's a collaboration with other people sometimes it's a proposal you know sometimes it's 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 working uh, you know with a company or a consultant consultancy sometimes it's just something that they've committed to show up and do online for themselves and their own work it's so varied like Mm. there is no here is the blueprint turn up do this and it's all going (laughs) to work like magic for you it's when you find that little uh spark of something that's uniquely yours that's when it happens and that's why we got to get away from this crowd pleasing thing yeah, maybe that's my new motto. Okay. Okay. So with all that in mind, we wish you a very happy and exciting week, whatever you're doing creatively. Um, I love being tagged by everybody on Instagram and then hopping over to their feed. It's difficult to follow everybody back, but it's really nice to see actually the variety of artists that we have following us doing such different work. Um, I love seeing that. If you would like to see our new work, um, I think we're both going to do it first to our mailing list, aren't we? You're going to do that with yours? When are you going to be ready? Do you know? Well, the new website is early May. Oh, okay. It will be like end of April, early May. Okay, and it's going on there. And and mine is not going on my new website. Mine is going on my old website, which is, you know, as it is. Which is fine. Your website is a lot better than my website. So mine will be um, on there eventually. But yes, I'm aiming to have mine done by probably the last week of April. So got a little bit of time to go yet. But if you would like to get um, first dibs on those, do come and join my newsletter. Small pieces. I'm not sure if I'm going to do small pieces again. Mm. She says have a whole stack of little meals <laughs> over there. I'm not sure I'm going to do small ones again. So this might be the last lot for a while. Anyway, we'll see. Have a lovely week, everybody. And we will see you next time. Happy painting. Bye-bye. Bye.
you're almost 120 episodes in we're learning to talk <laughs> have we learned how not to say um yet though that's the question no we also have i haven't learned how not to say uh, right oh, <laughs> moving on <laughs> oh, so yeah we can do 10 minutes on line of duty just to fill it in <laughs> William and there, he could have just stopped to get a sausage roll. <laughs> I love their accents. Oh my God, I love their accents. That will feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me at... Oh, hang on a minute, I've got the microphone. Please, <laughs> sake, don't forget. Thank you.